this film for the first time. So I look forward to being able to see it. We move on to another feature film, Candyman. Considering the release of this film was pushed back due to COVID-19 and the initial release of the film was in mid-2020, I have not watched the trailer. So I decided to finally watch the trailer. And can we have a moment for Yaya who just keeps on getting bigger and bigger? Jesus Christ. I was completely and utterly in love with him when he was in The Get Down, which is on Netflix, and then it got cancelled. Anyway, this Nia DaCosta-directed Jordan Peele-produced feature is thrilling, gripping, and a reimagination, a sequel that I'm excited to watch. DaCosta directed a few episodes of Top Boy and has a lovely... And when I say lovely cinematic eye, I mean it, that I'm really just excited to see amplified across multiple inches of screen and immersed in dopes around sound. Candyman was set for release on the 16th of October 2020, pushed from the summer. No date had been announced for the UK. The release of Candyman was pushed back again. It would have been ideal to see this on streaming sites October 2020, Halloween season. But the team are adamant on wanting it to be released in the cinema. So we just have to wait and see how this pans out. YouTuber Prims Hood Cinema does a nice breakdown of what happened in the first film, the original film, the original Candyman. And I would definitely recommend you taking a look at it before you get a chance to watch this new one. And also watch the original We Have Time. As of now, the film is set to release in the USA on the 27th of August 2021 and hopefully a wider global release will follow. Hopefully this will be the last time that the film is pushed back with the changing cultures around cinema. I really do feel like by now everybody should have a little bit more of a grasp of what they're going to do. So much has changed. So much is never going to change back to how we used to be before. I can assure you to a degree that we are not going back to how things used to be for a very long time. So we have to adapt to this new normal that we're in. So that means how do we see things? How do we engage with cinema in a way that's fulfilling for the studios, in a way that's fulfilling for the audience, in the way that's fulfilling for the writers and everybody who's involved, but being able to get your work across. I know for anybody who's gone through the heartache of being able to create something, you want as many people to be able to see it. If that means that you only narrow it down to people who can access cinema, that means you've cut down and you've cut away so much of your audience. Then looking at how Judas and the Black Messiah have been able to really shift things into the advantage of we're going to make this available for people both in cinema during the festival season as quickly as we can considering everything that we had to deal with last year I really hope number one that Candyman does see the light of the day the trailer is stunning the trailer is really really stunning and for anybody who's watched Top Boy when you look at the episodes that Nia has directed and as well the cinematography in Top Boy was really amazing a really huge step up from how it was in previous seasons and I would attest that to her eye and already just from seeing the trailer you see that there's so much that is elevating for anybody who really just does enjoy cinema in that way and I know watching it in a theatre would have been amazing equally enough people have been able to adapt their home cinemas to really accommodate for this time more than ever so I think take advantage of that take advantage for the fact that people can be able to watch it people can have watch parties this is something that I would definitely have a watch party for so all I can say for anybody who's listening to me from Nia all the way to Jordan Pill. If this podcast ever reaches your ears, please just give us the film. 
so we can be able to watch it so that I can be able to have a virtual party for this film. I'll do it. I'll do it. What are some of the films that you're looking forward to seeing this year? Pushback from 2020. What are some of the films that you did manage to pop over to the cinema when we could be able to do so and get a chance to watch? Just in case you missed them, here are a few television suggestions. Fox sets that you can binge on at your own convenience. We start off with Seriously Single, a romantic comedy released on the 31st of July 2020, available on Netflix, written by Ulazim Vuzi, starring Fulu Muhavani, Tumi Morake, Boha Mueko, Yonda Thomas. While her free living bestie urges her to embrace singlehood, a social media expert craving commitment can't stop following the life of a formal lover what i really enjoyed about this feature he had great performances actors and the car size was nice and intimate for an engaging story i think we only have like four main characters three to a certain degree and i really loved all of them the strength of a good story is that it doesn't really feel like you're being told it has some nice twists and turns good character arcs and laughs i really laughed out loud a number of times and that's what you really want from a romantic comedy the cast was so beautiful and the leading lady to the support fine 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 melanin popping so here for a full figure woman owning her sexuality three-dimensional working on her stuff and falling in love not afraid to have flaws i really really enjoyed that and as well it's a romantic comedy written by a woman i don't know i i, I don't know whether i've been missing something or haven't really been checking credits properly but i just loved how i knew that fact that it's written by a woman she did such a great job of being able to give these characters just fullness and three-dimensional the flaws the fact that they had flaws and the ending as well the ending did it for me the ending scenes the final image that we have of our main lead was stunning definitely recommend you watching this it's a nice chilled film and i look forward to seeing what else netflix brings from the continent and what is next for the cast and crew additionally you can find that for once i don't have a not so keen moment and not so good and that's because for a romantic comedy it hit all the beats it hit all the beats required and i laughed so in the words of tyrese what more do you want from me and we move on to another suggestion that you guys can dive into juju is a web series about three millennial african-american women navigating modern life in new york city the big apple specifically brooklyn when they soon find out that a deeper connection binds them closer it's created and written by moon ferguson juju web series is a gem this series is available on amazon prime and youtube the first season and the second one is in the works i believe a crowdfunding was going on and it was covered by shadow and act but by the time i managed to get to it as i was doing research for this piece it was already closed i would have definitely recommended you guys to go and give to it what i can do is encourage you to watch it on amazon prime and on youtube because it is really good let's get to the good juju has a unique premise and good writing it's really nice to be able to see a black leading cast that really explores the sci-fi genre and also have a good balance of modern day elements and past connecting spirituality that leads them in this new journey that they're embarking on i really love that automatically because you have a story that can run on for quite some time you have so many things to be able to explore in the past the present and now the future of them knowing about this this spirituality this thing that binds them together it's believable in a way that's actually quite scary and a good type of scary it's really engaging i think i told my friend about it and she watched it 
as quickly as I watched it. I was trying to savor it and that did not work. It really didn't work. So I'm not quite there. Only a few elements would go into the acting and the production value or things that will definitely be more refined once they move into a new season and the directors find a way to work with the cast to draw up better performances. In conclusion, this has the potential to go on far and beyond and be picked up in order to be able to give it the needed monetary support to really explore this world. I look forward to seeing what happens in the second season as we have a few characters that weren't fully fleshed out. And this is one thing, just further concluding this segment, one of the major things that we tend to come across in most cases when it comes to representation, when it comes to Black leading stories, both in this case in front of the camera and behind, this is a perfect example. And I would harp on as much as I can as this is a story that really does need to be given the budget. I don't know who needs to to hear about this, but the studios definitely should be running to Moon Ferguson to be able to get this story on a network. It's a fantastic premise. It has the potential to have quite a wide audience. So depending if they decide to make it for a little bit of a younger audience or a little bit older where it's fitting right now, the stories are there. This is a perfect example of showing that the stories are there. And I really hope for the life of me and beyond that Juju gets all its due and all its monetary funding that it needs. Fingers crossed. Definitely a recommendation for you guys. Watch it. It's available once again on Amazon Prime and available on YouTube. Watch it so that you can be able to be up to speed with a new season coming up. And also good luck to the team. Good luck to you guys. And thank you for giving us something that's very unique to be able to engage in. If you've watched Juju, do let me know what you think about it. Here is a light-hearted box set suggestion to get through. For Famalama, British sketch comedy returned with another series created by Kim Gideon Foreign, who won a BAFTA award for the Breakthrough Act 2019. The sketch series also stars Samson Kayo, John McMillan, Tom Mucci, and Bemisola Ikemelo, and a host of other talented actors. Although the latest series is short with only five episodes, it is Absolutely funny, enjoyable comedy series with a strong Black British lead. Some of the lovely highlights for me came from the introduction of a new face, such as the lovely Danielle Vitalis. She had a busy 2020 on screen, and I really hope to see her in more things in the future. If you have watched the previous two series, you will recognize some of the characters who make a reappearance. Our favorite African aunties, what are we without them sending us back home with Michael Ives? The African prince portrayed by Samson Kayo makes it to Heckham, he gets his gold stolen, and we watch his assimilation into life in little Nigeria and his journey back or not. It is absolutely funny, enjoyable, hilarious. I don't even know if I have any more words that I can describe it. Babatunde Warrington, who once again is played by Samson Kayo, he features in an episode of Cribs. We get familiar characters being given more life. We're doing it for the early 2000s. The show does a good job of showcasing the desirability of Black women. How, I hear you ask, I hear you ask that question, how do they do this? By having them in normal, healthy relationships. I love seeing Danielle and Akemji paired up, just navigating, being a young Black couple. And I really enjoyed that. I really loved that. Some of my favorite sketch comedies were Tom Mucci as Idris Elba. I am Idris, so I can do anything. And that means he can also be 007. I said what I said. Another one is if Mozart wrote bangers, Mozart accidentally 
geniusly composing 21 seconds the cultural hit and classic by so solid crew none other he was the true inspiration of that this particular sketch comedy was so funny and it was elevated because during last summer either june july around there there was an eruption on black twitter when Mozart was discovered to have possibly have black ancestry and soon after I saw that there was a film that's being developed around this story it's going to be interesting to see but Famalam has done something really clever with this and I really enjoyed watching that another one was Willy Wonka a golden ticket that grants you white privilege for the day and finally, although I've not exhausted all that I really enjoyed in this series, is the birthday drillogram. Genius idea that I also want for my birthday. They did a fantastic job on this. It was so well executed. It's so funny, so hilarious, and uniquely British. Black British, for that fact. Drill music has been huge, huge. And I like the fact that Famalam has found a way of being able to commentate on things that are very unique black british in the show and doing it so well the show does its fair share of showcasing and calling out racial stereotypes and typecasting traits on television a great example of this is with a kemji led sketch interracial couples which was parodied of the song i believe in miracles yes one of the most obvious things when it comes to casting and diversity and showcasing a diverse multicultural united kingdom is just the fact that they're like okay let's fix this by throwing in some interracial couples so it was hilarious being able to see this but then it spoke to something that's bigger and something that's deserving of the attention of people to be like mm, okay we guess what you're doing but you know have a bit more balance yeah balance is important yes famalam had countless highlights great points enjoy moments but one sketch did have us giving the cast the side eye a serious serious side eye and this was with the introduction of a new sketch jamaican catchphrase which i dare say it in this day and age a little problematic the sketch got its fair share of criticism the harsh stereotypes of jamaicans and i have to agree that this one sketch was not very lovely we have kim marie spencer a representative of the global jamaican diaspora council who tweeted and i quote this content reinforces harmful stereotypes of jamaicans and black people over six uneducated druggies famalam is offensive and unbecoming in multicultural uk where black lives matter end quote tom Mucci, an actor on the show said that it played on all stereotypes and his castmates include people of african and caribbean origin his full quote it's only funny when it's not you that's the part of the joke that's what he tweeted the cast consists of africans and caribbeans we're not trying to single out or outrage anyone we're just poking fun on our truths and stereotypes and quote the one thing that i can say with famalam is over the three series that they've had they've been able to really make us laugh <laughs> the cast have been able to write great comedy that is a reflection of black british life and the things that are hilarious to us the things that are funny and it's just a small glimpse of generally how people are thinking and what people are feeling 
to be very forgiving. We will make mistakes. We all have things that are not going to be funny for everybody, that they're not going to represent people in the best light. And I think definitely in the case of Jamaican catchphrase, this was one of them. And we're not saying for them to falsify anything and not to play on stereotypes, but I think it's important in this day and age to really actually re-examine a lot of the stereotypes that are still in place. And if we are then going to be the agents of perpetuating those stereotypes, once again, pushing our ideas and ideologies that in many ways are not really part of the common consensus as a whole right now. I'll be curious to hear from you guys whether you agree or disagree, in particular in light of the sketch comedy Jamaican catchphrase. Overall, Famalam was an enjoyable watch. And the fact that you have five episodes of 30 minutes, you can get through that really, really quickly and have some amazing laughs. Once again, comedy is hard to write and comedy sketches are even harder to write. I respect any and everybody who does them and the actors as well who have been able to do so for a really long time. I, I need to find out as well, who's this commissioning for five episodes? What is this? Who's responsible for such things like this? You need to stop it. Give them all the money that they need to do more episodes. That's all I'm saying. Let me know what you think about the sketch comedy if you have had a chance to watch it. Overall, Famalam delivers multiple laugh out loud moments and does a fantastic job of highlighting a little of current Black British experience and talking points. Have you had a chance to watch it? If so, what do you think? If you've not, we're waiting on you so you can join the conversation. Another box set suggestion that I have for you is Enterprise, written by Kayode Iwumi. Kazim and Jeremiah are rolling out their new business, Speedy Kaz. Jeremiah has a brain. Kaz is a big dreamer and together they're pushing to escape the hustle. A BBC production that stars Kayode Iwumi and Shreve Blackwood Cambridge. This show is also now available on Netflix, meaning that it has expanded its reach. But I'm absolutely delighted to have a show that is lighthearted and positive. It has this dramatic aspect, but it would be a miss not to champion this show as a positive representation of Black bodies on screen, navigating life and creating and maximizing opportunities for themselves. I absolutely love how Coyote really managed to escape the close capture of being characterized by studios and people with, with the phenomenal character R.S. and was able to push a new concept with Enterprise. The new series offers strong character development and we have room to grow. Although Kayode actually recently announced that the show has come to an end and there will not be another series but the existence of the show goes to show that we can be able to create something that's light-hearted something that is just really dare I say it quite whimsical and really just simply just funny no violence no gangs just two black guys two black men navigating life and starting a business and dating there was a few funny days that were going on so for anybody who's had a chance to watch the latest series let me know what you think and fingers crossed i'm looking forward to seeing what kaede is going to be able to do next what he's going to bring about and the rest of the cast as well so if you've had an opportunity to watch it let me know what you think if you're looking for something to watch here's a suggestion for you enjoy it enjoy it enjoy it
Okay, so now we get to one of my favorite, favorite, favorite films of 2020, 40-year-old version, Find Your Own Voice. The 40-year-old version debuted at the Sundance Film Festival 2020 and won the Directing Award US Dramatic at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival and is now available to stream on Netflix. It's a comedy written and directed by Radha Blank. It stars Radha Blank as well as Peter Kim, Oswin Ben. Benjamin, Imani Lewis, Ashley Bryan, TJ Autumn, or but to name a few. The cinematography is by Eric Franco. It's shot in 35mm film. It is edited by Robert Grimsby Wilson. It has a running time of 129 and I've watched it twice, but I absolutely love it. Rada is a down-on-her-luck New York playwright who is desperate for breakthrough before 40. Reinventing herself as a rapper Rada Miss Prime, she moves between the worlds of hip-hop and theatre in order to find her true voice. The film is set in present-day New York City. Rada lists a number of directors as inspiration, elements that effort effortlessly shine through. The 40-year-old version, as I've mentioned, is written, directed and stars Rada Blank and it's her debut feature film. I remember seeing the still for this film and being automatically drawn to it. One of my favourite films, Black Girl, directed by Osman Zambene, is in black and white. This still offered something new and fresh without even seeing the trailer. Rada herself is a playwright and screenwriter. She's written on three episodes of She's Gotta Have It as well as produced. The series is available on Netflix and she's also written a number of episodes on Empire, which is available to watch on Amazon Prime. As I mentioned earlier on, a good storyteller doesn't struggle to tell you the story. The story unfolds naturally with added wit, multiple laugh out loud moments. This is a world that Radha is well versed in and you can see that naturally with the way that she writes these characters and the way she writes this story. This is literally writing what you know. Radha is unnatural on screen and best of all she doesn't have stereotypical tropes that she's drawn from both in writing and in acting in order for you as the audience to be able to relate and to be able to relate with this character. And the characters featured in the film are unique and very distinguished. You don't get moments that you think that could have been one character. Also, Styles P as a bus driver from the beginning so that from the queen from his first line to him even refusing to open that bus i'm not going to give you any spoilers but it was absolutely just not what you would expect but you just feel like nobody else would have done that character and nobody else would have done that role the way he's done it and and it was just so beautiful to be able to see that as well relating that to new york city and and hip-hop fantastic one character that i really really loved was the older lady that rada is talking to they're outside straight to camera pieces She's asked a question to a number of people who live in her neighborhood about her turning 40. She basically lets her know throughout the whole film. She lets her know what she can be looking forward to while she's turning 40 and what's to come in the years up to 70 and, and beyond. The ensemble as well playing the school kids for the theater class that Radha is teaching are fantastic. It's superbly written and as well 
executed really, really well. And this, once again, is testament not only to the actors, but to Rada's writing and her directing as well. To be able to get these performances out of the actors spot on. Imani Lewis, who plays Elaine, TJ Ottoms, who plays Kamal, and Antonio Ortiz, who plays Waldo. Some of the kids who are in the class are just hilarious. Imani Lewis also stars in Premature, and she does a really good job in that as well. She's definitely someone to watch out for in the future. She's had a really nice jump start to her career in good, strong films that are from writer-directors and beautifully shot as well, based around New York. Really well done. Generally, just going back as well to character, those characters, the film, overall, the film has a well-written four characters that get added dimension um and, excuse me what is this is this an arc is this an arc for some of our four characters albeit this is what makes the film have a longer running time but i really did actually like that satisfaction that i was given as an audience to know what else happened to know some of the behind the scenes things and the sacrifices that even because like, a friend and her manager that that he had to do to be able to get her play on whether he did a good thing or not that's that's up for debate but you know so, that, you can't say that he's a bad friend who doesn't try i absolutely love the editing especially when her brother leaves messages behind and we hear those messages when rada is is traveling around when she's on the bus she's on the subway she's not picking up those calls obviously so she's not able to have those conversations with her brother but the editing just really had a nice way of putting that across her avoidance the fact that she's by herself and and navigating still this her trying to get a play going just really trying to answer the question of who she is in this moment of her hitting another milestone of her turning 40 and trying to have a play that's going to be put on it was just really well executed and I love how that as well we have a moment that that's going to come full circle for her another part of her arc and her character development that was done in such a beautiful beautiful way I cannot go without mentioning the outstanding cinematography in this feature that was executed so beautifully by Eric Branco Rada Blank actually mentioned during an interview how the inspiration was drawn from photographers such as Roy de Cavara and um, Kerry Marie Memes and it's nice to be able to even to hear from her saying that she's had these moments at photographers who really inspired her and then seeing from that inspiration what was able to come through beautifully beautifully shot really really love it so many moments that can just be lifted as stills as mentioned at the beginning the still that really grabbed my attention was or rather in the bus, just having a green juice or a smoothie, whatever she was having. But it was really, it, it's a really beautiful show. Osman Benjamin, who plays D, this character was hard. It was hard. And I wasn't sure if it's, you know, his whole New York persona that was being done really, really, really well great perfection but it took me to the second watch to kind of realize that he was at the place and he is the individual that rather finds her healing through the person that she's able to have that conversation with and able to actually face what she needed to face in order to be able to help her brother to clean out the flat and move her on to the next step most of all you get a story with a strong theme on age and success done really really well executed really really well i absolutely love the premise of the film being an artist is complex and hard and you don't always get your flowers early enough 
and the idea that society has actually made us, you know, you do need to be able to get your flowers early enough. It's all a matter of balance. It's great for you to be able to to see the results and the fruits of your of your talent, of your success. But then at the same time, there's nothing wrong with you being able to work towards it and that taking time to be able to blossom and come into its full form. The semi-bio flex that just the concept to a nice and relatable place meant that Rada was telling us a story that she knew best and only she could be able to tell. And I absolutely love it. The filming technique as well, black and white, looking absolutely stunning on a black skin with the prints as well the, the effort and the consciousness that went into being able to make it still stand out and have a vibrance even if they were filming in black and white the choice as well to film in black and white as well so beautiful this is when you know that the lighting and the cinematography department were on job and doing the anointed work of our lord and film savior amen amen for such a fantastic film do we have any downsides the truth is it's the fact that miss rada blank has taken this long to really be getting her flowers all in all the 40 year old version was definitely a great watch and i would recommend it all for anybody who has not been able to watch it this film is a testament of the wonderful writing credibility of miss blank and i can only hope we get to see more worlds she's created additionally this film has won countless countless awards and they're well deserved well deserved i look forward to seeing what else the cast gets up to where else we're going to be able to see them but i would definitely recommend if you're looking for something to watch i think maybe i would say just prepare to sit down for a long time it's a long story and the fact that we've gotten so accustomed to films that are about an hour and a half this one does go on for quite some time but either way it's an enjoyable watch happy watching if you have had an opportunity to watch it let me know what you think as always i'm looking forward to hearing from you guys what are you looking forward to seeing this year how are you